0: you and if you and what you said about Shamit is so true what did they what did they provide a third score yeah it wasn't just booker and duran it was a third score then who did the nuggets have as a third score it was gordon and and porter with 10 points Yeah. yeah yeah no thanks so and again it's like the kcp thing again he's disappeared again Like, you know, and, and, uh, and defensively, we have to realize, as you said, Jeremy, there are great NBA scorers who you just can't stop. Yeah. But what you need to do is minimize them on some level, whether that's being physical with them or giving them a different look from the standpoint of size and presence. That's why I liked Peyton Watson. I thought also Christian Brown looked like a deer in the headlights in yeah. the last game. Now he did not get a lot of minutes, but the play where they throw the the ball 40 or 60 feet down the um down the court at the last second and KD rises up over Christian. That was
1: insane. That was that insane. That was just crazy, man. Yeah,
0: and so you can't you I mean, he just looked like so deflated after that. And you know that it had an effect on him the rest of the way. And that's what you have to worry about with rookies. And I get that, right? But you can't let Landau beat you. You cannot continue the same old, same old with Booker. And um, I was really surprised to hear um, Mike Malone bring up Peyton Watson and Reggie Jackson. And again where does Reggie Jackson get minutes? I don't understand how that would necessarily work more as a Uh, secondary
1: ball handler is what I think he was trying to imply instead of like Bruce Brown in the second unit. I think, I think he's more so thinking Reggie Jackson could be the one kind of initiating the offense in the second unit. So I, well, I don't don't have
0: a problem with that at all.
1: Yeah, I I don't either. That's that's one of the
0: strong things about this team, right? Jack is that, We went into Phoenix at the end of the year with every single backup that we played and we hanged, we hung tight with them the whole entire game. Mm -hmm. And what does that tell you? What it speaks to the fact that this team has a lot of good pieces deep into the, um, into the team. And so I really, sorry. I really believe that, um, they need to maximize the fact that this is a deep team and he needs to, Change course now. Yeah. Otherwise, he's gonna lose his job if they lose this series.
1: I agree. I strongly believe I, that I, I agree with that. I agree because with that.
0: Because this is and let me just say one last point. And I'm sorry to hog up your time, Jack. <laughs> yeah. But I did also hear something, and again, it's contextually important to talk about. And I don't know how Malone was speaking to this, but he did say, I don't care about the X's and O's. Did anyone hear this? I said I don't I, didn't he hear goes, that one, no. I don't care about the X's and O's. I care about my relationships with my team with my team. I care about my people individually. I don't care about the X's and O's of the basketball game. And I thought that I mean, hey man, that's cool to each his own, but we're seeing right now Monty Williams made adjustments, brought in Ross and Warren off the bench. Mike Malone did nothing in game four to change the, to change the tempo or the outcome of that game. He yeah. played his normal hand and just said, you guys win with our normal hand. What well, didn't work Yeah, with your best, with the best player in the world going off for 53 points. It didn't work Malone. So your jobs on the line, buddy boy, and you mm-hmm. either change with the times, figure this out, roll with this de- deep team. You have, Or it's over, and this will be a shame, boys, because this team is really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, this will this will be tough, Jack.
0: (laughs) Sorry, Jack. No, now I feel like I both owe you twenty bucks for my session.
2: (laughs) 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 No, man, it's it's just frustrating. I mean, Nelson, you you kind of said it all as as you know you'd expect because just the lack of, and I mean, I kind of opened with it, but just that lack of adjustment is is really killing the team and. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you, you brought it up, and it was great about how those last two games with when they were resting all the starters, how all of those guys were coming out and showing, and uh, and they almost beat them. And I think that if you put a Jokic in there or a Jamal in there in both of those games, they win. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just – it is a bummer. It really is. I, I think – I mean, there's no really other way to um, to describe it because it's one of those things where you got someone so stuck in their ways to where – I mean you can't say you, we can keep saying this and we can be a broken record about player F and bench and and yet he's not going to so I it's one of those kind of lost causes to where let's just hope they win on his style of ball just be and it's not I don't want to be such a, a negative person but at the same time it's kind of like we're, we're up to his mercy of of how his rotations gonna look but mm-hmm. you know that's why I just really think I, I I got to stay confident and not because like not the overconfidence I feel like we had in in our last one when we were all together, but um, you know, I think they're going to be in Denver or I know they're going to be in Denver, but I think they're going to be smarter. I think they're going to have, you know, just more, I want to say confidence. And that's that's what's really tough about this team is that I really, really, really want to stay confidence, but I have no idea if they're going to go in confident because they either they're this weird team where they either are just you know motivated motivated by these losses, or they you know crumble. And I've seen both of it happen in the same season. So you know I think they were a little cocky going against the Wolves, and that's why you know even though they lost that one game, they just kind of barreled through them in Game Five and, and cleaned it up. But <clears throat> excuse me, I um I just really think that you know the issue is really going to be how they move on after game five. Cause I would say confidence of game five, still like a seven or eight. I think it, this series is really going to go down to who's playing at home. Unfortunately. Yeah. Luckily guess who has the tiebreaker there, but um, you know, I, I just, I worry about the the roster and not because it's not constructed. Well, I got, I got a thousand percent faith in Calvin booth, but I just think that this team it's just being held back. And I, I don't, again, some guys aren't performing when they should. So, you know, I, I again, I can't, I'm not going to be the guy that's saying we have lost two games because solely because of Michael Malone. That's just not the case. Um, I mean, we can get into the refing. I don't know if we're going to that kind oh, of, a podcast, but
1: <laughs> that that was that. Listen, man, Tony Brothers is that, the first. Th- but here's, we've, we've talked about this before, right? We've talked about the fact that. When we know a ref's name mm-hmm. and we are worried about a game's outcome because a particular ref is in charge of said game moving forward, that's a problem, right? Yeah. Because us as fans, one, we really don't even be we don't really don't even need to know who the refs are, right? Like these are just supposed to be people out there doing their jobs and essentially nameless. But of course, you know, everybody wants their shine now. They gotta make sure they get their names everywhere and whatever. But what I saw last night, and, and you guys saw it, I tweeted before the game, because I was talking about um, just how the, what I, you know, I was asking everybody about their, just their confidence level going into the game, if we would, you know, take a 3-1 lead, or if they would tie it up, and then somebody tweeted me, and they said, I'm not very confident, because I see Tony Brothers is the crew chief, and when he's, when he tweeted me that, I actually researched and I was like, he really is, so as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, Gosh, this is because knowing his history and think about all of the times where Jokic has gotten technicals, Jokic has been ejected. Tony Brothers has been at, if if not 100% of those games, 95. He doesn't like Yo. him. He doesn't like there's just something about Nikola Jokic that Tony Brothers does not like. And I don't care what anybody says, they could say it's a conspiracy and all this type of crap. No, it is a fact because look at every single one of those games where Jokic had issues. Tony Brothers was right there. And there's just something about him. And of course, I know we we obviously got to bring up the, the the situation that happened last night, right? You know, ball goes out of bounds, Nikola Jokic he sees that it's a, yeah and you guys have you you watch Jokic all the time he, he does it all the time he always he wants to hustle he runs out of bounds and he tries to get the ball either from the ref or whoever has the ball and he wants to start the play quickly that's what that's he does right. That's right. so he it was no different than what i saw he ran to the crowd that's where the ball was and matt ishbia whatever is holding the ball he tries to take it and the dude pulls back on it the ball flies in the air Jokic puts his hands up in the air signaling like pass me the ball the dude moves up on him more and Jokic nudges him like dude I don't care who you are you don't get up that close to a player like I don't care if you're the owner of whatever team and Michael Malone said it correctly he didn't give a damn like that was just what it was he didn't care who the person was you don't do that in that situation like while that happened in my mind I was like they're going to suspend them.
0: That, you know what? Yeah. I That's All I thought about. about that. I did not think about it until after the game when you guys brought it up. Yeah. And when you did, I was like they're just crazy enough mm-hmm. that they will. They're just crazy enough that they're going to throw this whole series for something that uh Nicola Dutt did last night that was is totally blown out of proportion right. mm-hmm. and out of context. And I, when you said that, I go, no, I like, I remember I go, no, they're not going to do that. Yeah. And you guys were like, watch, they, they very well. Yeah. Can.
1: I felt like it was going to happen. Honestly, like well, I'll I be honest.
0: nervous. all day, I got
1: nervous yeah. all day until, because, you know, I was talking to my dad earlier today and I was just like, I think, I think he's going to get suspended. Not because he deserves it. It's just that because people kept bringing up the fact that back in the day, um, you know, I think Amari Stoudemire and one of them had some issue where they walked on the court and then they got suspended. I'm like, I mean, I guess that's relevant, but it's not the same. It's just because it was the Suns, and that's the only reason Suns fans were bringing that up. They were using that. But I think when I actually started to feel better and more confident was when Matt Ishbia got on Twitter and tweeted – that listen i respect jokic i don't want him to be suspended in any way i don't want none of this stuff to happen let's just move on in the series so when the guy who was a part of the situation and basically caused it went on there and a lot of people were like oh he just did that to save face cuz he didn't want to get fined in some way and trying to make the peace but listen man i just i felt in that moment that jokic was getting suspended i already started to think in my head like Dude, they're really about to take this series away from us. Like this dude's crazy. I know. You know, but I
0: thought so too. I'm just glad it
1: didn't happen. (laughs) Yeah.